0: We're live, nice. my friend. So funny enough, because I knew I had Mr. Scream Puff. Like I even follow him back. And I was like, and I saw that one post with the Escort GT the other day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, man, I got to like creep him a little bit more. So I get more familiar with his cars and everything else. And I didn't even realize that he's from the Alo- Aloha State. He is. So that's super cool. So we can like nickname this podcast like Hawaii 5.0. Oh school. now you're talking. So I sent him the link. Hopefully he uh you might want to drop him a message, to be like check your uh oh, did check your email. Yeah. Okay. I was just gonna bomb him one. Here, maybe we'll just fire him one more. I'm sure it'll be the same link. Okay, Joe, there you go. Yeah, so that's why that's why it makes so much sense that he's so much uh is, is he even further back in time than you are or are you guys in the same time zone he is yeah this one's a bit of a
1: disaster to organize because it's six o'clock where he is eight where i am ten
0: where you are damn right well yeah. it worked out for me better like obviously i i hope we don't go i think like two hours will be definitely our hard stop tonight but it's just been man what a week like so much going on all these fox bodies and visitors and everything else i hear you buddy when it rains it pours the uh i'm really looking
1: forward to this bs session here with joe though because uh well like we say well i guess matt was kind of our first guest but if and when we're ever talking about somebody that we know through the online world, it's like, you know, you get a sense for their presence in Instagram say, and it's like, Oh fuck, you know, this guy's got a pretty good sense of humor. Like I think I get along with this fella. Plus I like what he's done to his cars. You know, you just get a feeling for someone or so you think, well, I seen him on uh, Lance did a, facetime live there fox body fx did a facetime live it was last weekend and i jumped on it they're trying to get me on it was funny though i actually had just got out of the shower i was buck jones and i grabbed my phone and i see this live invite i'm like oh shit guys like i don't think anybody's gonna want to see my ass naked here so uh and funny enough they had invited joe 89 screen puff at the same time and he jumped on and you can only have like four guys at once so i missed out but listening to him bullshit and stuff i'm like fuck this guy's a beauty like not only is he the meme master if you pay any attention to the stories that guy posts like i literally look forward to going to
0: bed and looking at his stories at
1: night because i just fucking piss myself
0: oh man i just i love looking at his cars man like i you know he's got notchbacks and Cobras and he's even got Terminator from the looks of it and all doing it out there in the Island life. So I, I got some questions. I'm I'm excited for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. He's got great taste in cars that he labels himself as the Fox body hoarder. Did you see that? (laughs) Well, I mean, you and him might have to arm wrestle over that one, but yeah, we'll have to see how many he has.
1: Huh. Hey now listen before we get too far off on a tangent I literally have a reminder in the top corner of my screen we've been fucking talking about this offline for like the last four pods I wanted to do a shout out through our little RSS feed site that we have that shows all the hot spots as to where people are listening All right yeah that's a good one actually Okay bear with me here Okay So Let's start with the Great White North. We've got some hot spots in Vancouver. Big shout out to Vancouver. We've even got one on Vancouver Island. Now, this doesn't tell me how many listeners, but it shows me kind of like a in a heat profile. So red, I would assume, is
0: a pretty decent amount of listeners, whereas blue is probably lighter. So can I interject because i'm looking at this map box thing which i think is what you're looking at yep and how are you pinpointing that because like to me it's like can you zoom in on it or like yeah buddy you gotta get with the fucking program here you can zoom oh (laughs) i double click with the hand okay so now i'm on the same page because i want to follow along
1: because this is actually pretty cool okay so we've got some Sporadic stuff on the outskirts of Vancouver, Surrey area. Um, Now the American listeners are going to be like, what the fuck are some of these names? Uh, Kelowna. Pretty hot there. Now, what's this one? We got some stuff scattered around Calgary, Alberta. Medicine hat. Oh, Regina, Saskatchewan, the town that rhymes with fun. <laughs> we got Saskatoon, Winnipeg, aka Winter Pig. Then what do we got? Okay, Toronto's a hot one. Shout out Toronto, Cleveland, Detroit, Philly, New York. What else do we got here around? Oh, Boston. You know, there's something about, I love Boston. I especially love the accent and the way that, you know, (laughs) obviously people think we have an accent, but I got a funny story. So I went, uh, I was golfing with a guy in, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona one time, and he was from Boston. Uh, it was me and a buddy. And then we got teamed up with this third fella from Boston. And anyway, uh, we were hitting the sauce hard right out of the gate. Like you're on holidays, you don't give a fuck. And this guy, he was taking his game serious. He wasn't drinking very much and he was actually a pretty decent golfer. Now me and my buddy, we're spraying balls all over the fucking place. And, uh, it wasn't until about the fourth or fifth hole, I started to get a little bit of a groove and I part a hole. And so anyway, we're on the green, put it in the cup. And this guy goes, nice pog, yeah. I'm like, oh, (laughs) this is the accent. I live for this shit, right? So anyway, the guy's name was Steve. And over the next couple of holes, he started to come unwound, and his game went for a shit. And he's one of these golfers that, like, talks to himself when he's having a rough go. So we're on the tee box. He fucking straight duck hooks one right in to the shit where the snakes fuck and he's like come on steve you fucking retard he says i fuck i had to go back to the cart i was laughing so fucking hard i thought i was gonna spit beer out my nose but only because i love the accent and the the sayings and stuff so
0: much so anyway are you are you a ray donovan fan oh yeah okay because that's all Boston, too. <laughs> totally. yeah.
1: I think, you know, I've thought about this, and I think where my love for all this comes from is like the old Adam Sandler shit from the 90s. Oh, right. He, he had bits where he'd talk like that, right? Okay. Anyway, back to the story here Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, uh, Philly. I said Philly. What's
0: this little hot spot here? And we got, we got Philippines. We got Mexico. We got. Moscow, we got
2: got global
0: recognition here. There's Germany, there's UK. Like, all you guys listening, thank you. Charlotte, Atlanta, Nashville. Unless all these people are using VPNs and they're messing with us, but, you know, that's fine, too. True. Hey, you didn't shout out your uh, Eastern brothers out in St. John's. This is true. Yeah, Shout out to the buys out there, eh? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, we got Atlanta, we got Tampa, we got Miami. Quite a bit in Houston. New Orleans. Yeah, Houston's pretty red, man. We got Oklahoma, like there's a real Oklahoma City, OKC. We got a huge, huge hot spot. Now, there
1: is one. OK, you said Moscow already, yeah. We're a little yeah. we're blue in Moscow. I don't know how many listeners that correlates to, but some Fox lovers out there,
0: London, UK, Belgium. Dare I ask where our guest of honor is? Yeah. You know what? Joe might've
2: fallen asleep on the shitter or something. I don't know where the hell he is. Huh? Well, we'll give them another
1: couple of minutes, but yeah. Shout out to all you guys. listening out there. This is unreal. Like all of this stuff, man, I, I am so humbled by it all. Like I just love the fact that you can a couple of dipshits can put something out there like this and, and people find us and somewhat enjoy listening to us ramble on, I guess it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no. When I was talking to Jordan, he's just like, "Oh, I actually haven't listened to any of your podcasts. Like, what's the what's the theme and you know structure?" I'm like, "Dude, there is no structure. I'm like, just pretend like you're drinking some beers in the garage and having a conversation. That's just the best way to put it. We just wing it. Well, you are literally in your garage when you're doing this, so literally, pretty much there. Yeah. Guess who's asking to join?" Oh, shit. okay. I got to grab a beer too. So. All right. Let's see here. Aloha. Hopefully you can hear us. That's pretty corny for me to say aloha, but whatever. It's Hawaii. I've never been there.
1: I think they say good day,
0: mate. No, nobody. <laughs> that's on. No, that's after, after the stopover in Hawaii, that's what you hear. Just like 20 hours later. Right. They must have fucking dial up in Hawaii or
3: something.
0: Hey, 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 hey,
1: hey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? How are you, buddy?
0: Oh, not I'm too good. much,
3: man. Oh. We were
1: just I'm... talking
0: shit about you. I know. It's all good. Yeah, we 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 thought you'd like you never join. We should have just done it live. And then just like really started talking shit. And then that way it would have like lit a fire under your ass to join sooner to defend yourself.
3: Uh, Yeah, that would have been good. Um, Probably more entertaining than me speeding home in traffic, trying to get on a podcast, but yeah. (laughs) Is there traffic in
1: Hawaii? I thought it was just
3: like, um,
1: it's Island time,
3: man. It's Island time.
0: Everyone's just like chilling. They're in flip-flops and floral shirts and shit. Just
3: relaxing. So the island is like 77 miles wide, but it'll take you 45 minutes to drive from one side to the other like any given day. So yeah. So What's
0: what bad? were you driving today?
3: Uh the black coupe. The basic hey, black coupe. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Automatic. AC- man, you got <laughs> you got
0: a, you got a hell of a collection, man. Like I I actually follow you back, which you should feel honored because I'm really bad about who I follow. Um <laughs> but you know, I was I was like, man, I should actually do a little bit of recon. Because your stuff does pop up in my feed, and I do see it. I love the little uh, Ford Escort GT picture <laughs> you posted up the other day. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, man, you, you
3: got you got some serious stuff,
0: and, and, and I've got a lot of questions.
3: You know, that's uh, very humbling to hear from you, Chris. You got some crazy stuff going on yourself, buddy. Um,
2: yeah, my, but I'm not on an island. Well... I don't
3: know any better because I grew up here, but um, people say, oh, imagine what you would do in the mainland with a big ass warehouse and stuff. I said, like, well, go follow the infamous project. It's probably where I'd be doing stuff like that. So, <laughs> I would say oh, you were going to have
1: to uh, arm wrestle over that whole fox body hoarder tag that you're running. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I'm working on another cobra, so don't tempt me about the arm wrestling thing. <laughs> like a fox body cobra, or you're like your attorney? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's funny, one of my, eh, he's in my neighborhood, he, um, I've lived here, we bought this house about maybe two and a half years ago and he just walked over and I was cutting my grass one day and he's like, hey, do you work on Fox bodies? And I'm like, "Uh, mine, (laughs) like I don't want to do any work for anybody else. (laughs) I used to run shops and stuff and I just kind of like, you get tired of dealing with customers that don't understand how cars work. He just walked over and uh, I, he's got a red ninety three with about eighty thousand miles with a three sixty three dart block. I am peek in there and see what heads, but <clears throat> he did a TKO swap with the McLeod thro- hydraulic throttle bearing. And you know they're, they're kind of finicky. They they work really well when they're when they're working, and uh, when they're not, they suck because the car won't drive. So, <laughs> right. but anyway, I don't know who set it up. I don't know what clutch and. He said, well, if you can clear your schedule sometime, I just like, yeah, I'll just buy it from you. How about that? I know your wife wants you to sell it. So
0: (laughs) there you go. So this is another hoarded one. Like, do you sell anything ever? Uh,
3: I will, I will sell ones that I don't want to work on. Typically, you know, I'll save one. Like if say rust, for example, you know, where I know it's fixable. Um, I'll, I'll take it once in a while. I'll, I'll cut out the sheet metal weld in some new sheet metal, that kind of thing, save it. Or if I can pass along to somebody <clears throat> that is going to do the work, I just, I hate to see them get parted out. If it, you know, it's not like a salvage title car or whatever. So
0: because you're in Hawaii and, you know, we were talking with Matt a little bit about this last week, uh, Calypso EO mm-hmm. and we were talking about different weather conditions and the effects on plastics and rubbers and paint. And I don't know if it was last week or another episode, but we were talking about rust in various places And in Florida is really bad to get rust in some places that you wouldn't expect, like that I would, or that Gary would normally see from, you know, Canadian winters. So is there anything rust or corrosion wise that's, almost kind of specific to Hawaii?
3: Well, I mean, I don't know if it's specific, but especially like on the coupes, you know, under the trunk lid, when you lift it up in those triangular corners above the taillights, when people, yep. cause Hawaii, we don't have a lot of, a lot of people don't have a garage. They have a carport. And um, sometimes the tail end will stick out a bit or if they're parking it on the street or in the driveway, it'll rain especially if you live central oahu because it rains like every day uh it's kind of like the pacific northwest where you have that but the um the water will sit there instead of draining off completely and then it just gets rotted out so that people always look for like a donor car just to cut and uh weld it on there you know weld new paneling on but i think I, i
0: guess convertibles would be good for that section
3: yeah, but so <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> oh, virtuous don't get the love they deserve, do they? Oh, you're talking to a couple of vert lovers,
0: it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's your convertible?
3: Uh my friend has it. So when he decides <laughs> to sell it, I'll buy it. So <laughs> okay. All right. He, one of my buddies has a uh, really nice um I believe it's a 93 black GT. It's got the what is that tricolor interior with the opal, the white, and the black, I think the mix. Um oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice too. It's it's got the cobra brakes and the salines on it and it sits just right, but it's for the most part, it's pretty stock. And uh he you know, he'll drop the top and run the AC and it drive out all over the place. And uh it's just it's a nice car. I told him if he sells it, that'd awesome. probably be the only bird I'd buy. So I'm in I'm yeah. in line. So- <laughs> so how many fox bodies do you have right
2: now? Um
3: there's we <clears throat> got the three coupes. So the basic black coupe, the BBC coupe. You got the Nacho Blanco, which is a high contrast, though that brilliant white with the black SE saline replicas. And then I have another little project kind of just hidden in the back of the shop. I show it once in a while, but it's that dark gray coupe. It's originally titanium frost so that's gonna be one i'll probably hold on to for a long time black interior car titanium frost original i want to just blow that car up and just completely redo it so three coupes, two teal cobras um screen puff which is that and, an, and a new red cobra uh i hope so we'll see i mean uh, i got his number i was gonna go bug him shortly and see if he wants to Willing to sell. I just gotta make sure I have a spot for it because right now my warehouse is completely packed.
0: Dude, just so, send it over here. Uh, I, I could use another cobra.
3: You want to store it for me? <laughs> hey, I'm way closer to you than he is. Fuck him. That's true, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> probably be cheaper just to ship it to Gary. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Within the U.S. is
0: you know you get a discount. Okay. Of that border crossing and stuff. <laughs> He's a fucking salesman. Don't listen to him.
3: Uh, pretty good that that was that was a quick pitch on your toes there (laughs) oh yeah so i think there's what is that three four five six is that it yes then there's two terminators and a sn95 car yeah
0: what's the sn95 car
3: oh that was that's my wife's ex car so it used to be her car (laughs) so we ended up selling that car it's a 96 uh it's it's a 248A car, so it's like a ninety five GTS carryover with a modular motor. So it's got crank up windows, uh manual locks, um, had the V6 interior, no fog lights, no fog light brackets. Pretty cool. It's about a hmm. um it's like a Fox body GT weight, but in a modular SN95 platform. Pretty cool. Not not a lot of them out there. No uh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty huh. cool car. We sold it in I think 2016, and then that guy, he didn't drive it much, and he ended up trading it back to me. And I had a Fox Body GT that had a nice little 331 in it with uh, some AFR heads, and it had rust. Though I didn't want to, I just didn't want to do the work on that one. But I got that car back in trade plus cash for that GT, and then that guy's got that car Nardo gray I think now, and it looks pretty good, but. Mm. He had somebody that does body work and all that, so. But yeah, that car came back. We sold it again because I got it back and I was going to Coyote swap it for her. I was like, look, I got your car back and, you know, sat in the garage for a month. Every day, I think that whole month, I asked her, what do you want to do with it? You know, what do you want to do with it? I'll drop all my projects right now. We'll do the Coyote swap and, you know, we'll try to get it around 400 to the wheel and it be a fun car. And she drove it once, we parked it and then she just said, you know what? You can sell it. I want a Terminator. So I'm not gonna argue with her because now I got you know, <laughs> got the green light to go shopping, and he's got a good taste, become... gal. Yeah. <laughs> so, shit! I
0: was. See, it's funny. Every everybody needs to have an SN95. Vibe. It's it,
3: it's a it's crazy. Like how much better they drive than a Fox Body. Like just the way they. I feel. I think that's
0: what scares people though, because it's like, oh, I don't want to get into like. It's like almost admitting that the Fox body is inferior. You know, it's, I don't know how to explain Like I didn't drive my SI95 very much, my Dutch car. I just bought it because it was a true Dutch car. I'm like, I'm just going to, out of sight, out of mind, when these things start climbing in value and I know I got it and everything else. But that little bit of a drive that I took it on, it like, even though it's technically Fox platform, you cannot compare them to Fox body. It's like when people ask me what's better, the lightning or the SRT 10, you can't compare the two. It is the way that I see it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that's with the SN95, it's almost like you're going from, it's not really 94 to 95. It's like 79 to 94, you know, so (laughs) well said. Yeah. But they're good cars wider track you know This the 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 way that the interior feels is much more modern you know yeah um, yeah um but it's it's a good car we sold it again because she said buy a terminator and we found the terminator but the guys we sold it to was a mustang family he's got i believe it's a 08 S- super snake convertible that sat i think it's number two build of that super snake motor and it sat in Shelby's Museum, and it's a fully documented car. And the same day they bought the my red SN95, they had bought the wife, I think, a 67 or 66 convertible. Because they wanted to go do this cars and coffee and all sort of stuff as a family. So it's kind of cool. It got a new home. it got a good home. But let's say after about four months of ownership, again, this is going back to the in Hawaii having carports and not garages and that kind of thing there was a drunk driver that crossed the median by their house and hit a prius that they own you know they gotta counter all that gas they're guzzling with the prius i guess but (laughs) that and the red 96 got hit so it it's got a salvage on it now unfortunately all it really was was the fender and the hood got clipped but he uh He was going to just junkyard it, and I bought it back because it's got, like, the Mach 1 brakes. It's got a 31-spine Auburn Pro Diff uh, rear axle in it. It's got the Mach 1 interior, Mach 1 steering wheel, semi-racecraft suspension. The motor is pretty stock, though. It's just, a cold air with a tune and gears at 410, but it's a good car. It's a great car. It runs anywhere. It's comfortable. I did the Terminator double din conversion for the center console to get cup holders and, and put a double in there. but anyway yeah so it's just sitting in the back of the warehouse i don't really know what to do with it i got new parts to put on it like fenders and stuff but
0: let me sell you a godzilla oh, motor geez. for that car oh geez you know how many projects i have right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you were just talking about coyote swaps at least put something
3: put a pusher uh, on in it well i i have a gen one sitting and i have a 6r80 sitting and i had a i have a what do i have a t45 sitting
0: take six, take the 6r80 bolt it to the back of the godzilla because he can and just sell the gen one off to somebody who thinks a coyote swaps a good idea
3: yeah it is a general one so that's why it's probably still sitting there so <laughs> <laughs> hey, so joe I, I gotta ask buddy i mean
1: I think of myself as living on a bit of an island up here in Canada, because everything and anything that I want is south of the border. I would think that you are even more fucked than I am, but here you go on about finding a couple terminators and this, that and the other thing. I'm like, holy fuck, man, I
0: kick rocks around every day and there ain't much laying underneath them. Yeah. Like, like how, like how many 93 Cobras would even be on that Island? Like, are you going to own both if you get, the
3: neighbor's car no so you know what's funny is everybody like trips out on the cars that i have but there's there is one of my uh it's probably one of my inspirations growing up because he's like an uncle to me but um you know uncle henry's probably got i won't say his last name because he's probably going to be solicited but, but he's probably got over him and his his boys um i mean these guys were turning wrenches by like nine, 10 years old, junior dragsters, they were doing all the work out of the garage. And uh, he's probably got over 30 cars, including a bunch of Cobras and stuff. So they got a bunch of cool stuff. So like when I look at, you know, people are like, oh, they're so impressed with like the little that I do have. I'm thinking like, you guys have no idea, but there's literally, I think, Our latest census is like 1.4, 1.5 million people, like uh, statewide. Probably a million on Oahu alone, and there's over three million cars here easily. So, and that's Mm. just the ones that are registered. So, (laughs) Gary, pack
0: your bags. We're going to Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man, I'm in. (laughs) So funny enough, I got a set of my ROHZS wheels staggered in four ball from Hawaii. And I don't know who I bought those off. Interesting. I would one. Yeah. I wonder if like if you, you should name, know. I
3: probably, if you had the name, I probably could find out.
0: Yeah, because like I know he was like they'd only fit a Fox body because of the the actual four bolt. But yeah, it took me having to buy them from Hawaii to get the proper eight and a in the front <laughs> nine and a in the rear, um, of all places. So you know, you guys. Probably have some pretty nice hidden gems over there. I'm going to start an exporting business from Hawaii of fox bodies. I'm going to start buying
3: them up. No, and see, that's the reason. So, like you said, yes, you know, do you sell? And as many DMs as I get from California and all these other places where, you know, there's still places in the mainland where prices aren't ridiculous, people are still picking them up for. You know sub six grand and this kind of thing. They're not the best cars, but they're buildable. You know, you could put a few well, grand into they, them. they absolutely exist for sure. Yep. But Hawaii's market is kind of hit or miss as far as selling a car high. But if I started selling all my cars, they wouldn't be in Hawaii anymore, that's for sure. It's mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of interest. So what around. you're
0: telling us is that you lowball the shit out of your neighbor for
3: his ninety-three cobra i have not purchased that yet <laughs> i know but you obviously threw him a number right well it's it's at the t- right now it's uh quote-unquote inoperable chris <laughs> well that's the best it? way to get them
2: yeah you know, it's yeah i
3: hear I what you gonna sell it to me for a bunch of money like <laughs> <laughs> you got your priorities straight buddy i like let that. me borrow your gun so i can shoot myself in the foot please <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah.
0: it'd be funny if he's listening to this right now you better check the heat map theory <laughs>
3: <laughs> i'm not before gonna i'm not gonna close this anywhere yeah
0: <laughs> no
1: before you came on we were going through like we've got this it it all goes back to this rss feed and then we tell the rss feed to load the podcast onto the various platforms and it gives us this kind of heat map situation where it shows us that people are actually listening and it's you know, blue in the colder areas, red in the hotter areas, but they're all areas that people are listening and We got shit in, like, Moscow. Like, we got fucking people all over the place. So, anyway, that's what he's referring to. Before you came on, we were bullshitting about that. That's hilarious. Hey, now while I got you, buddy, what is the price of fuel on a walk? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I man. thought we were going to keep this positive. Well, <laughs> dude, we're all
0: getting – I. Put it this way. Well, well,
3: I'm hey, Gary, Gary can
0: tell you what he's paying. I feel like let, let me let me just start off before anyone answers this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think Gary is still paying more. I was gonna say
1: I go. I'm willing to put money on the table that I'm getting fist fucked harder than you are right
0: now.
2: Oh, oh man! So let,
0: let 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 first off, what is the highest grade of octane available at the pump? In Vancouver and what is it in Hawaii? Go ahead, Gary. Uh, we have
1: all the way up to 94. Mm. No, you. Do. Need- okay. Yep. No corn fuel, just straight up old school dyno
3: oil octane. So over here, it's 92, but it's ethanol 10, so E10. Mm. That's what's common at the pump. You can get other stuff, obviously, right? But that's what they. Well, the
0: gas so. see the reason why I asked is because um, I actually saw one of your pictures Joe with the 92 oh, and okay. the 92 is actually not a very common um, octane number from you know what I'm used to like I don't see I see uh, 89 and then 91 the 93 it's like everything mm-hmm. is on odds and I know back in Canada there's 87 89 91. And then all of a sudden, randomly, it'll jump to 94. The 93 isn't really common over there. And, you know, I've never seen 92. So that's
3: why it stuck out to me. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. It's kind of always been that way. We've always had those three. Uh, There is a few gas stations, uh, I would say about five years ago, started selling non-ethanol 89. Um, That's about it.
0: So when you guys have like a like a newer BMW or Mercedes that calls for um, premium fuel, so 92 would be it for it, even though that it, it would run on 91, um, you guys jump from 89 to 92?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then I believe the ethanol content, I mean, just from tuning some of the performance stuff with the math, it drops... The wake down to like 14 uh, like lower 14s or something like that, from what I remember. 14.7 to like 14.2, maybe. Somebody's probably gonna right. put me on blast for that, but that's I believe that's what it is.
1: You kind All of right it for me, Joe. You said the mass and then you went dark. What was the the latter half of that statement?
3: Oh, as far as the, the E10 content what it it, i guess it changes stoic from when you're tuning like uh 14.7 to like 14.2 okay that's what i've been told as far as uh when you got ethanol content obviously it's going to drop a little bit
0: gotcha oh gotcha but yeah all right
3: what is what is the price gary for okay
1: now it's discussed like everywhere varies a little bit right it's actually quite dis- disgusting how we vary because we're varying on a more minute level than you guys because we're going by the liter. And it's like anywhere from 25 to 35 cents per liter, which would translate into like a dollar a gallon for you guys in variation from fuel station to fuel station. So our variations would like absolutely make you guys shit your pants, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but I'm going to try and give you a middle of the road here. So not the highest, not the lowest, but let's go to, to sorry, doing my math here. $8 and five, $8 and 51 cents a gallon. Jesus. American, <laughs> did I just shock you, Joe? Is that American or is that Canadian? That's well, okay, we should put a little caveat in here because everybody always
0: asks that. Okay, huh? G- Gary, let, let me or validate, or validate right. your math. So, how much is one liter in Canadian right now at the pump? 94 225. 225
1: Canadian, that's middle of the road. It's not the highest, not the lowest. It's up towards
0: 240 in some cases, down to low below. Okay, so if it's 225 on average, right? Yeah. You are talking nine Canadian dollars per gallon, which is my math is, well, we'll just call it $7 a gallon American. Okay, but my caveat I want to throw in here is <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is getting real technical, Joe. Bear with us. So my dollar is my dollar. You know what I mean? Like I don't do any exchange rate after I get paid and then go buy fuel, just like you wouldn't, Joe. Yep. But yeah, but yes. if we, but if we were talking cell phone bills right now, you'd talk different. Well, let's not. My ass hurts with fuel. Let's not talk about my cell phone. But. Yeah, so dollar to dollar, I guess it's all the same. You know what I mean? Because I don't do any exchange rate when I go to do any of this. So right. I quite literally take $8.51 out of my jeans for every
3: gallon I right. put box body. It's still a matter of how far you can stretch your dollar.
1: Well, so, yeah. Yeah. It's You're getting right. pretty short. I got a couple short things in my life and the
0: dollar is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, all right joe how, how much is it on the island
3: uh well what's crazy is i just filled up the terminator the mineral gray one it was 538 a gallon for 92 and that was <clears throat> i think a couple of days before i just put half a tank in the black car it was 5.99 a gallon at the same oh, gas station
0: so, so with what what, what was the norm like before all of these hikes went up like let's rewind like just call it like a year ago or back in 2021 like what what was post biden yeah uh, post <laughs> Biden pre.
3: was probably 389 um, to 409 somewhere in there for for 92.
1: and uh, you guys
3: have always been uh, higher than the mainland right joel yeah it, it seems like it um we do have a refinery on island. So, you know, it's they're just they're taking care of that stuff here, but um, Where's that oil come from out of curiosity?
1: I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Probably not the fucking US. If you guys are anything like Canada, we bring it in from every fucking other place even though we drill right here yeah. in the good old Great White North. We fucking bring it in from everywhere else.
3: We're going to get into a petroleum rant here pretty soon, guys. <laughs> Just, I got a lot to say on the fridge. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> well, it's either that or we start talking EV. Oh, well, I'd rather
3: talk petroleum. <laughs> that shit don't make any sense, and that's—I mean, just
1: yeah. Look at. Hey, let's it. earmark that though, because I got a comment on EV stuff—not full-blown EV vehicles, but just where I think EV has an application for fucking gearhead gas lovers like us. But, um, okay, we got to go back to this whole petroleum chat. So you guys have a refinery. Well, I think the point I was going to make was it blows my mind that here I am on the quote unquote mainland Mm -hmm. in the third largest oil oil producer in the fucking world. And I'm paying more for gas than you are on a goddamn tropical island. Like what the fuck is wrong with this picture?
3: That's, well, that's because America. you're selling yours to the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Is you guys are, yeah. um, it's one of your exports, right? Yeah, so,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, somebody somebody signed a really bad deal for Canada, and and now it's cheaper for you to bring it in because um, of, of the way that that's structured. At least that's my understanding. I could be wrong, but not, that's, you're, that's you're
2: right. Yeah,
3: it, it probably comes back to. You know, be our best friend, be our northern ally, and if shit goes down, you know, we got your back. We got we got the biggest bombs and all of the stuff. Well, I wouldn't say the biggest, but we got the most. And uh, don't worry about it. Just you know, give us some of that black shit in the ground, (laughs) dude. You know what we are? We're the dumb fucking buddy that
1: everybody had in high school that always brought beer, and every time he left, you'd make fun of him. We're that fucking guy. That's what we are. Oh. And we sell our oil down to the States, which oh, I love right. the US. Don't get me wrong. But, but we love you well, too. Yeah. We, we sell her down there for a fucking, pr- or, uh, a di- at a discount. And then we buy it back in refined fuel at a premium. And we go, duh, what the fuck's wrong with this program?
2: Right. Like, <laughs> well, of, the, the bad food part food.
3: is, um, <laughs> the bad part is all the people that, make those decisions they don't pump their own gas somebody drives their them around they don't probably even pay for gas you know it's it doesn't affect them so it it affects us the taxpayer it doesn't affect the politicians and those kind of people but yeah now if the screen goes black we know why they're listening so
0: so if if it makes you guys feel any better about the whole you know uh u.s fuel versus canadian fuel Living in the UAE, where you know the neighboring country is Saudi on the one side, the difference is exponential in cost. In fact, the UAE was very similar to prices that you would see in the US. Now, mind you, every station there was full service, and um, the one thing that's very interesting is did you guys know that there's two different ways to measure? fuel, like there's Ron and then there's Mon. No. So when I first got there, I saw 98 octane as supreme at the pump. And I'm like, fucking right. Like (laughs) I can get a sweet ass tune out here. And, you know, I'm running on fucking race fuel right out of the, and and that's what you would expect being ignorant coming from North America, going to the Middle East. You just assume they're pumping race gas right out of the ground come to find out the UAE actually has very little oil and is all based on tourism and trade and everything else. But you would think still with the neighboring um, Saudis that things would be cheap. But so Ron is what they measure over there. And the 98, if I remember correctly, is equivalent to about a 93 or 94 in Mon. So Ron is a research octane number and then Mon is a motor octane number. And I want to say the UK and some European countries actually go by Ron as well and oh. there's really no difference other than the numbers a little bit higher. and I don't know, it really didn't make sense. I had to do some research into it and then I was greatly disappointed to find out that you know i i'm just really pumping in 94 equivalent
3: but yeah, at least it was cheap, cheap. <laughs> definitely uh deflating you guys oh, remember yeah. the old like muscle mustangs and fast forwards
2: <clears throat>
3: and they would sometimes have in the very back they'd have the readers rides and once in a while they'd throw a guy from like the uk in there and so even though he's paying over 5 dollars a gallon at the pump you know he's he's rocking his 50 or whatever well, I will see those once in a while. I'm like, damn, I can't believe they're paying that much for, for gas. But now, yeah, it's like shit, they were paying that we're for living what, it 20 plus years, they were dealing with this. Well, shit, Joe. Yeah. I mean, but but, then, but imagine
0: the salaries back then, right? Like that'd be that'd be a tough one. Like, I remember in Australia when I was there in 2009, Um, like man, it fuel was really fucking expensive. And I remember seeing Actually, I saw a right-hand converted Lightning, but more impressively, I saw a right-hand converted SRT-10 Viper truck. And with the prices of fuel, then I was just like, Oh my God. Like, and the truck was, somebody told me that it would have been like $150,000 to own that truck. And that that was back then, you know, so somebody (laughs) bought the truck for 50, 60, and then dumped another 90 into it just to make it compliant in Australia. And then they're driving the world's worst gas consumption produced vehicle ever made for fun in one of the highest places to pay for fuel. Like I, I was I was blown away. <laughs> That's that FU money.
3: What were you gonna yeah. say, Gary?
1: Um, oh, when we were you were talking like five bucks a gallon in the UK, mm-hmm. like that was back when probably you know early 2000s like getting into the 0203 mark and i mean i was in washington at the time going to school and i remember fuel down there being like a dollar 30 a gallon for regular yep
3: yeah
1: like think- fuck you make worse decisions at the quickie mart than you do putting fuel in your vehicle you know what i mean like
0: <laughs> fuck, man, that's cheap as chips Yep. yeah
3: that's what it is. So Gary, that's what's what it the was.
0: cheapest? What's the cheapest that you remember fuel being out in Vancouver?
1: I want to say when I started paying attention to it was when I was like really putting the heavy miles to the ninety-two green coupe, and I think we were like sixty-five ish cents a liter. But now, in perspective, job so sixty-five times three, no, is it? Yeah. Six five times three point seven eight. Yeah, two forty six a gallon. So we were still getting fucked at the time.
3: Like, yeah, Somebody must have time. signed a long term deal.
1: <laughs> Dude, in your
3: worst interest.
1: <laughs> we get pinned down so, like, I could go on for hours, and I'm sure people would absolutely stop the podcast immediately. But like, if you live just for shits and giggles. If you live like the way that our parents taught us to like work hard, get ahead, make a bunch of money, maybe buy a new vehicle, pay your house off, put your feet up and retire. That would technically put you in the highest tax bracket in Canada. And our highest tax back bracket in Canada pays like 47% income tax. Yeah. That sounds like a plan
2: not
0: to execute. <laughs>
1: Dude, it you pays know- to be a fucking loser. get more money you're just a loser living off the dole
0: so i shit you guys not yesterday and and i don't cruise marketplace that often it might have been on a group and it just popped up on my feed there was a guy selling an 87 lx hatch t roof car and it was like an lx uh, original t roof i shit you not the ad he was selling it because he wanted to get into a four-cylinder Fox because he couldn't afford gas prices. So. The- like <laughs> I, I have I had not. I should have fucking screenshotted it. I had not seen a post like that oh. since I was probably seventeen.
3: Well, the old times are tough, when, eh? oh you know. That's like that thing that everybody's asking: when is the Fox body market gonna collapse? It's like maybe now. I don't know. You know, like maybe that's the start of it right there. <laughs> well, Joe, I don't know
0: about you. You know, mm-hmm. with, even though you have all those cars, I think if, if even a if fuel was $10 a gallon, I wouldn't change my mind about owning any of the cars that I do. I, I'd drive them less, if anything, but I don't think it would change. Now, that's sort of the, the sad part of the story, right? Like any of the younger guys trying to maybe want to get into the Fox body game that. You know, do have fuel in mind because maybe you know they're they're hustling and and just trying to make gas money and and put some mods onto their car. But like now, it it is a factor. It's it's sad from that perspective.
3: Well, I remember being twenty nineteen twenty and getting my first Fox body and. Oh, you gotta do gears. You gotta do the. You gotta do this and that. And it's like, okay, shit. Well, four tens or three seven threes, and it's like, well, you got an automatic, so you're gonna eat up gas at four tens. All right, three seven threes. It is, you know, like best of both worlds. And that's what these, like you said, that's what these younger guys. That it's cool to see the young guys. You know, uh, you get DMs from all the time. I guarantee you, everybody here does. Um, and it's it's awesome to be on a guide that that new youthfulness coming in and people are still excited about Fox bodies and Hey, I just got, you know, this car and you know, it's like, Oh, good job, man. You got it for a good deal, but it is, uh, one of the things that they're going to be thinking about is fuel. Like, are they going to even be able to keep this car? I'm sure it comes up, you know? Well, it's true, yeah. buddy. And I mean, they're at a point in life where
1: unless they've taken this, I don't know, are we onto a new generation versus the millennial one now?
0: whatever yeah there's a gen z or i think z's are after well, i could be wrong i don't know right i'll look it up as you're talking here
1: okay so i mean irregardless never... of the gen but they're of the generation where i don't know about you guys but like christ when i was 1920 you know it was like beer and fuel were your only two worries and because <laughs> you weren't making too much more money that you could worry about anything else well nowadays it's even worse like fucking Standard house is half a million to a million dollars. Like, you know what I mean? They can't even wrap their heads around those purchases. So <laughs> they're not even probably making enough money to put gas in their goddamn car. And yeah, yeah, we struggled with that, but I think it's 10 times worse now than it is was
3: for us. Yeah. They were, uh, Hey, I see out the window, my neighbor with the Cobra.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, you better like
3: take oh, us with you. That- no, we'll, we'll grind them. <laughs> I'll be right back.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, now uh, this isn't a bad transition point for my little EV comment, guys. And shit, Chris, I can't remember. We get so fucking tied up in drinks when we do these things, I can't even remember what we talk about sometimes. But um my so we might have talked about this before, but my whole thing on this EV thing is I really liked what A lot of the German car companies were doing originally with how they were applying electrified items that formerly say were powered by the exhaust, i.e. an electrified turbo or, you know, an electrified crank assist or whatever. Like, I think that's fucking cool where you can apply electrification to an item to essentially
0: free up horsepower or clean up lag. You know, like work as legs. So, so do you remember when people were selling bilge pumps as electronic superchargers? (laughs) I don't know if I ever come across that. I shit you not. Like this was something you would have seen, and and Joe laughed because he must know what I'm talking about. But there was this phase on eBay where people were literally grabbing Mm -hmm. like fifteen dollar bilge pumps for your boat. And like <laughs> creating kits, I shit you not. Like they provided a little bit of plumbing. It was it was at kind of the same time or maybe a little bit after where they had that stupid. It was something called like a turbo, no turbo typhoon, something. Oh, it was something. Thing. The throttle body yeah. typhoon. Yeah. 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 Hey, you put that <laughs> thing in like your air in the in the pipe, and it's like oh, it spins the air and it'll make that not plumbing. a restriction. yeah but but yeah so people had these these bilge pumps for boats and they were like and it was popular in a lot of the tuner market for the dude electronic turbochargers. yeah Yeah, exactly and it was just like you know what i'm gonna flick this switch and all of a sudden i'm gonna get some boots when you were talking about this it's all i could think about in my
3: head (laughs) this is the uh (laughs) the early 90s scramble button for imports (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh that's funny. That that whole era, I was buying parts off eBay with money orders from 7 Eleven to like buy stuff. Like <laughs> it's like I didn't have a credit card to my name because I was afraid of you know ruining my credit. So it's like it a funny, funny time. Man,
0: that's funny. Man, I yeah, I and mean, we talked about that a little bit last week, the whole money order thing. Cause that's very common for Canadians as well, right? Because nobody wanted our monopoly money. If you were buying something in the U S <laughs> you had to get something that, you know, when they got it in the mail, cause that's how you were sending it, you know, that they like it had value. So right. yeah, it was, <clears throat> man, what a process back then. Like, yeah. and now You'd we can play <laughs> and, and I, it's funny. I sold something recently. I'm not going to say what it is or who it was or anything, but it's amazing the level of expectation that people have now due to things like Amazon Prime. You know, yeah. like we all have lives and I don't part shit out. Like I'm, I'm not that guy. And somebody approached me and said, you know, will you sell such and such? And, you know, he offered me an attractive amount. So I was like, listen, dude, and this stuff is back in Canada, mind you. So part of it was at one friend's house. The other part of it was at another friend's. So I had to get two friends to get these parts together and then bring them to another friend's place that was convenient. So like I'm (laughs) orchestrating all this shit from afar just to help this individual. And it was like constantly every day it was like message, 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 message. I'm like, God fucking damn it, dude. It's like, I'm not Amazon Prime. I'm like, I'm going to get this stuff. I'm like, you approached me. Like this stuff yeah. was not even for sale. <laughs> and it's like, it's unreal. Like I remember whatever happened four to six weeks, you know, at best when you ordered something and then you had to wait just to get your money to the, to the person you're buying it off. of. Anyways, I had to yeah. get that out there because it's just unreal where we've come from. And Gary Gen Z is the current one. So Gen Z's they're probably the most demanding the ones that expect everything yesterday, 1997. Well, this is is exactly
3: why uh, I don't like to work on other people's cars anymore because, you know, it's like, oh, there's guys that are like, hey, I'll drop you five grand and my car will start ordering parts. You start working. It's like, no, I'm good. Like, because they're going to call every day. What did you do? Is it done? What kind of progress you make? That kind of thing. You know, it's like, I don't need the house i have so much other things going on i run my own business you know it's that is taxing enough i have two little ones and an older one and it's just like i think i'm good i think uh, i just need my own little hobby shop and build stuff and if i decide to sell it then there you go there's your opportunity
0: no it's absolutely
3: it man and
0: and i hear that especially and that's the problem with social media right like people can just drop you or even just a text message mm -hmm. like before it was like call and leave a voicemail and you know i'll get
3: back to you when i get back (laughs) to you you know what i mean like microwave society you know it's call. they don't leave the voicemail call hang up text message you know and then (laughs) just check whatsapp it's like
0: you were last seen online five minutes
3: (laughs) ago why didn't you respond to my message like you have to hide your online status if you want to even be able to get on there and kind of look around like oh my god (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's true you know and the, the only reason i really brought up the whole generation thing is um like some of the new kind of gen z or millennials like they've figured out how to make big bucks on amazon or big bucks sure. on whatever platform is out there so i mean i guess in that case those folks aren't worried too much about gas and or how much their bill is going to be because they're self-made millionaires at you know 18 19 20 but for those of us that were dumb shits like the three of us and probably worked at a gas station checking oil and shit
3: <laughs> push carts at the at the drugstore
1: yeah <laughs> oh yeah fuck man i face shelves at the drugstore i know all about that yes
3: sir what is the what is the most craziest job you guys have ever had Ooh. i know chris it was fluffer at a
1: porn site, but- uh, Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I, I actually- I've got a old really... movie Orgasmo, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, don't um, ever recommend these movies that you watch in your 20s to anybody that you've met in your 40s. Don't ever recommend these movies, but like, yeah, it's hilarious, yeah, you'll love it. And then and you totally forgot the movie. And they go and watch it with their wife or something what the hell kind of friends you got
2: over <laughs> <Yeah. there?
1: laughs> you were drunk and stoned or something while you watched yeah. it and thought it was just great oh,
2: exactly. um,
1: I was I've got some really funny stories about like not like I don't know I guess you'd call them proper jobs but like funny stories that happened within them I'll, I'll maybe save those for off the air one day Joe will have a pair and I'll I'll literally make you cry (laughs) laughing at this one story I'm thinking about. But uh, probably the craziest one is uh, I used to help a buddy that his grandpa owned a Christmas tree farm. And this old fucker, like he was tougher than leather. Like I'm talking Wyatt Earp style. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He'd get us out walking in snow up to our tits, packing like 14 foot long Christmas trees out of the snow. (laughs) <laughs> fuck man you were never i've never been that tired in my life after yeah. packing trees out for that old lumberjack grew the beard on the spot right <laughs>
2: yeah
0: that's <laughs> where the beard came from exactly see i i have a good one too when i was a struggling master student in australia and they had i think it was like indeed or something it was one of those job boards but like it was like fresh and i posted up there and there was a job for like exhibition teardown, you know, for, for some events or something like that. So I, so I messaged the guy, he's like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll message you whenever. And, and sure enough, he sends me a text message says, yeah, I need to pick you up at 5am tomorrow. You're going to work all day tomorrow. And to say it, it was only like 120 bucks or something. And I knew it was going to be a bitch of manual labor. So I get up, I kid you not, this guy picks me up in a rental car that's branded rentabomb.com. And <laughs> in, in, in Australia, it is, is very good for, I guess, kind of pushing uh, the bar in terms of creativity for certain things. And I can get into a lot of different stories of things that they do in the land down under. But anyway, so Rent-A-Bomb is literally that. It's something that you would feel was rescued from the wrecking yard that still runs And they rent these out. So I'm in this car that shouldn't be driving faster than, you know, 55 by any means. And he picks up three other people and it's a four hour drive. I didn't even realize this. And it was going down to like, I hadn't been into like outbacky territories of Australia, but it was bordering on that. These two people that he picked up are literally backpackers from the UK That were still whacked out on Coke from their big night out because it was, you know, just after five in the morning. And they were just trying to make some money to to fund their backpacking experience and probably Coke addiction. So we finally make it to the venue and it was like for um, like tractor farming exhibition events. It's all outdoorsy stuff. And we worked, and I mean, You're tearing down tents. You're tearing down displays and lighting and boxing and you know you're hustling trying to get all this done. Full eight hours. Another four hour drive back. Two hours into the drive. Um, Australia was great to have the drive-through liquor stores um, at that time, which the U.S. does. Canada's slowly catching on. So, driver pulls through and gets uh, a couple goon boxes, which is like boxed wine for like. It's less than ten dollars. It's the worst fucking wine that you've ever drank in your life. Like I didn't even touch it. It was that Not fucking about bad. the
3: wine in the box, it's about the alcohol in the box, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh
1: I'm still waiting for the fluffer story to pop up, but okay, go on. No, you said there, exhibition I kind of no cringe,
0: but <laughs> so, so we drive two more hours and the drivers just get more and more. And we're on like fucking Australian backroads that are narrow, they're windy, they're everything and this guy's fucking half pissed (laughs) finally get home and i'm expecting for him like to drop me off and i'm the first one to get dropped off at this point so it was like first first in first out and i'm thinking okay he's gonna count out the cash because i saw the motherfucker get paid on the spot (laughs) he hands me a case a six pack of beer that he had got from the the drive-through and said mate I'll get you in about a week. Thanks so much for your help. And I'm like, (laughs) are you fucking kidding me? And like, I was, I don't know, I guess I was younger and a little bit more innocent and and didn't make the scene that I would have made now. Um, And I was pissed. So the the great thing was, is that he had had a jacket on representing the company that he so-called said that he was to do this job. And so I called them up to find out that he was a sub of a sub and ended up chasing down the company that was like the actual sub and said, this is what's going on. It took me about two weeks, but like I'm persistent as fuck. And um, yeah, long story longer, I, I managed to get this guy. He met me on campus and he came and he paid me my 120 Australian dollars, which at the time was worth less than fucking Canadian dollars. So, Joe, we're it talking. Yeah, still is. Yeah. But we're, well, there was a time. There was a time the Australian dollar had a little bit of weight, but it wasn't at that point, let me tell you. Well, um, you know. so know. So, so I think I made about 70 bucks in a six-pack of beer. And it was Damn it, Chris. It's about the principle. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, so that's my, my worst, but one of my coolest stories probably at the same time so it's it's not all bad in hindsight right That's
3: fucking hilarious all right joe the meme master what do you got oh i got a lot actually but okay so when i was in high school i used to work at a banana plantation yes we grow bananas <laughs> i was like in costa rica but I, yeah no but right. so yeah my baseball coaches used to manage a plantation and we used to go out there during our summers and work and First day on a job, we left at like 4 a.m. from where we live to get to where that is because it's on the North Shore and we're on the South Shore. <clears throat> that was our commute every day. And, um, my, you know, my, me and my brother are driving uh, an 89 Ford Ranger, whatever, five speed. He's blowing like 90 miles an hour all the way there because there's no cops, you know. This is a long time ago. Where there. We kind of, it used to be a lot more country. Now it's like residential everywhere. But it's just funny because, I remember him. Those speedometers will only go to eighty-five. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say when you said up. that, I'm like, man, they must have winded <laughs> that motherfucker up. <laughs> so but the first day on the job, my brother had worked there the, the summer before, and we'd worked there before football started. So we worked there for about yeah, about two and a half, three months. But the pay was pretty good. It was above uh minimum wage back then, but it was just manual labor. And uh first day. We're digging holes that's all you do it seems like and it's fucking hot and you know I'm fair skin and everybody else out there is like local to the max you know like pigmentation <laughs> plus and we forgot our our lunches we forgot our water oh. <laughs> oh. and then uh luckily during lunch like you know one of our uncles like let my brother go with him to the store and, and grab stuff but I came home that night and my hands were just cracked all open. And mind you, I am a baseball player, football player, basketball player from, you know, from when I was probably like five or six years old all the way up. And uh, I never worked my hands like that in my life. <laughs> so I couldn't even hold the fork to eat my food that night. <laughs> I had to wrap my hands. And then the next day we brought her water. We brought her lunch and never forgot it again. But uh, that was bus ass. But it was an amazing experience. But that thing builds character. But um, that's just, like, a funny one just because of the lunch thing. But when um, this was after I had gotten my first Fox body, I wanted to become a police officer because, you know, they were hiring. Actually, I wanted to be a firefighter, but they weren't hiring.
0: So you and, were uh, so,
3: Hawaii 5 Well, trying to be. So right. <laughs> almost. Almost nailed it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going through the process, and it takes – it takes about nine or 10 months and um so they call you in certain different times and you got to go to like all these different you know seminars and stuff and personal history questionnaires and stuff but um you know i was living on the west side and gas was one of the like you said gary like beer and gas right so it was fucking expensive to drive a mustang especially with gears and an automatic so um I was Did you have for... that sticker that said
0: ass or gas on your No, head? that's for okay.
3: gas trucks only.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I didn't have a truck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but yeah, I, so I, I decided I was smart. I was I'm smart. I'm going to work for a temp agency until, so that way I'm free and I can just accept jobs or decline jobs. And So I kind of accepted jobs based on they had to be like, $12 an hour plus and they had to be within like 10 to 15 miles or whatever unless they're going to pay me a lot more just because the gas wasn't worth it but I didn't end up becoming a police officer I, I got an offer from one of the places I I uh, worked at which was you guys ever heard of rent a center one of these like rent to own companies
2: yeah.
3: yeah holy shit so off the air lots of stories I won't go over it <laughs> <laughs> off the air but oh, holy shit <laughs> if you ever want to have some fun work out one of those places and try to take it serious <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah that's it oh
1: shit you guys are killing me i want to tell the story so bad but i i honestly don't think it's
0: airworthy like it's yeah well that's fine when we pack our bags and go over there we can all have um you know off the off the mic conversation yeah
1: I think it's yeah, it's probably worthy of uh, <laughs> off the mic. It is one of my stories. So I've got three stories that follow me around like herpes. Oh boy! <laughs> Two of which involve <laughs> me
3: shitting my pants. Oh god! The other <laughs> <one>. <laughs> And the other one, I was gonna say, Gary. You know, there's a pill for herpes now. But it's
2: shit pants, buddy.
1: And the other one is this work story. And I kid you not. I mean, I'll run into people I've never even met before, but they're friends of friends. They're like, you got to tell me the story when you shit your pants in Cuba. Like that is a beauty. And anyway, <laughs> off we go. Or it's this work story. It's one of the two, or one of the three, I should say. I almost shit my pants in Mexico one time, but that's a whole nother thing. Anyway,
3: be forgivable, actually, you know,
1: <laughs> dude, uh,
3: like I said, I
1: could bring a tear to a glass eye telling these stories. They're the funniest fucking thing that I think they're funny. And so is everyone else. So anyway, those are my three that follow me around. <laughs> we should probably get back to Fox bodies. I've never yeah, seen I was gonna say,
3: Fox body. <laughs> let's take a, we took a left turn. Okay, so turn. <laughs>
0: has anybody had a job that's included their Fox body? Uh, because I used to deliver pizza in my home. How was that? Um, It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Like that's, you know, back in the day when we're talking about, you know, affordability of fuel and stuff. Um, was insurance. This a car
3: that you still have?
0: No, no, okay. this was, it was actually my second box that I had. It was a 90 white on black LX hatch and... Um yeah, the pizza delivery worked out all right. And if you worked a Friday night and or Saturday night and people were leaving the bar, sometimes you double it double-ended as a taxi if the people were <laughs> going in the same direction as, as the pizza was. Nice. Um and I still remember there there's two key moments in, in that time that I was pizza delivery guy. Um the one was I delivered to clearly a bunch of stoners and, and the door opened and all you could smell was the, the weed smoke. And, and the guy just like looked at me squinting and looked at the car and he was like, Whoa, you're delivering pizza <laughs> in a five. here's $20 for gas. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that man. was, that was a good moment. And then the, the other, I guess, milestone of, of that career where it all ended was, they also sold fried chicken at this pizza what? place. <laughs> yeah, so it was um, a mom and pop. It was like, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was a little bit of everything. Um, and winter was approaching, and it started getting too cold to drive with the windows down to keep the fried chicken smell out of the car. And that oh, wow. is the straw that broke the camel. I'm like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. My interior starting to smell, so <laughs> I quit. And then the car went to storage, anyways,
3: for the winter. So that fried chicken just doesn't come out of that tweed, you know?
0: No, it doesn't. Man, and that tweed was mint.
3: Oh, damn. It's like you, you go to sell the car, and they're like, "Uh, you're a non smoker, right? Yeah, yeah, non smoker. Just got this problem with fried chicken. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and speaking of which, Foxbody smells could probably be like a whole. Oh, episode. shit.
3: You got to push the reset button on your whole thing there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the worst though is i feel like anyone who had kids and it gets like the
3: spilt milk oh, or something in the back like the, the that smell thing, never goes away you the, the nice thing is you can completely take out your carpet and seats fairly easily so i mean you can kind of you just gotta do the work yeah i, I gotta be- go i think my seal just broke i'm about to go i mean that's with best <laughs> Is that all right? What broke on you, Joe? The seal. The seal broke. Once the seal broke. No, break,
0: he has to break the seal. the seal. Oh, okay. Well, I break it earlier, seal.
3: Actually. Now it's, yeah. Okay.
2: Give me a
1: minute. Okay. Um I, you hey, what, earlier. Okay. <laughs> while uh while Joe's I got so many things I want to talk about here. Foxbody smells is a good one. Um <laughs> but uh before I get to that, I was thinking about your story there. The uh pizza delivery slash driving drunk people home. So I drew short straw one night coming out of the bar and we were in my buddy's yellow SN 95. Did you
0: all fall asleep and make that one buck too? No, no, no. (laughs) So, (laughs) But yet another story of me drawing short straw coming out of
1: the bar. Okay. This time we didn't have to drive an hour. We only had to drive five minutes back to my place or whatever. But anyway, So he comes to see me, I'm at college, comes to see me and he comes in his yellow SN95. So I'm just going to paint the picture, yellow SN95, the double decker saline rear wing. He was going to school at the time to be a painter, which he still is now to this day. But the center section of that SN95 hood, like ridge to ridge, he decided to do a purple flame job within it and, <laughs> right. so now yeah. i mean even if he's less than i he's a good enough guy he'd be laughing at himself too but uh what the fuck it, you said I'm just kidding back. no, <laughs> no, <it's not laughs> right, no. Kidding. i didn't hear i i was telling chris's story his his uh his story about delivering drunk people and pizza made me think of me drawing short straw one night coming out of the bar and having to drive my buddy's yellow sn95 Oh.
0: oh, with purple flames on the hood. Yeah. Was it
1: really? Yeah. So like ridge to ridge, that center third kind of thing. <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> Double decker shifter. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. Double Sorry. decker. Sorry, rear. S95 guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double
1: oh. decker rear saline wing. Yeah. Um He had, uh I think like had taken off the hard plastic bits within the interior painted them yellow. Like we're talking a proper nineties, yellow car. Okay? That
3: seemed like a very common thing for SN95 guys was to take all the, like the, you know, the door lock panels yeah. and all that stuff and paint it. I don't know what the hell well, they were smoking, but I never it, did think that it, was it's nice.
0: it's the rice. It's the rice version of Mustang. That's yeah. just the way it was. Yeah. Boys we're talking like
1: we were at Fast and Furious 1. Like, this is 800 fucking years ago, you know? Like-
0: <laughs> this is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because wasn't, wasn't it an SN95 that got run over by the transport in Too Fast, Too Furious? Was it like a Saleen? Oh,
3: I think God. it was a New Edge car, wasn't it? I think it was a New oh. Edge uh, Saleen. No, a- that's, that's way
0: a- too new to be a New Edge.
1: That's Fast and Furious... 892 you're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> too fast, too furious. Chris, that's the Google. one where like Tyrese was way too yeah,
3: yeah, it was a it was like a old it was like a old something saline in uh like that dark crimson red or whatever they did. <clears> okay, <throat> while you're looking,
1: I draw short straw. I got to drive this fucking heat magnet out of the bar. And I'm angle parked in front of the bar. We're loading, I mean, him and his brother are shit-faced and they're picking up gals. They're throwing women in the back of the car. This thing's got more asses than seatbelts in it. And uh, I got to back it out of here and get it home safely. So I go to back the car out of the uh, angle parking lot or parking stall. And in true Mustang format, everybody's standing out in front of the bar. Light them up! Right? You know, the oh fucking boy. <laughs> I'm like oh yeah you want me to light this fucker up all right so I power breaker and fucking two gear burnout like just fucking let her loose and it's early spring in Canada so there's some gravel on the road Mm. anyway I uh as a mid burnout somebody knocks on the driver's side window with a flashlight and it's a cop i'm like holy fuck like never come out of gas faster in my whole life just bang i'm off it and i wheel her into the angle parking lot or angle parking stall roll the window down i can barely see the guy's face there's so much goddamn smoke oh i left one part out do you guys remember those fucking tires that you could order with like the yellow stripes in them yes, yeah yeah <laughs>
3: Well, were the KDWs? No, I forget. They're uh.
0: No, they were. Oh shit, I forget now. Those were um, on the car scorchers. Fear. Scorchers. Scorcher yeah. TAs. Something like, something like that. Yeah, with the blue yeah. or the yellow or the red. I think. Yeah.
1: That's the part I left out. So he had the yellow tires too. Of course. Right. <laughs> Proper so, yellow well, burnout. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: So, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, the cops like. I roll the window down he doesn't even introduce himself he's like what the fuck are you doing i'm like i, I do not know, you I, don't know. <laughs> I, I said everybody said to do it and i i'm in a mustang i gotta do it right he's like if they told you to jump off a bridge you know he gives me the old story or whatever i'm like no listen i said i'm real sorry i'm trying to get these guys home everybody's shit faced i don't know what to tell you i obviously screwed up he goes dude the worst part about it I was literally parked like you almost bumped my front bumper when you decided to do this fucking brake burn that you just did out in front of the bar (laughs) and sprayed rocks all over the front end of my cop car. Right. I'm like, man, it's yellow with purple flames. Like what do you expect out of this bad boy? Like she needs to eat, you know? (laughs) Anyway, long story short, somehow I got out of there without a ticket by the skin of my teeth and I got all these shitheads in there tramps that they picked
0: up outside the bar home safe <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. nicely
0: done yeah
3: what how old were you when you got your first ticket gary
1: oh they came quite early um i want I have a to say, feeling yeah <laughs> yeah i want to say i was maybe like barely into 17 i lost my license at
0: 17 too too many tickets Wow,
3: chris <laughs> I um
0: i got some at 16 i think my year of 18 or the summer of me being 18 i got i think it was 14 tickets in yeah. the one summer nice score buddy <laughs> yeah and then like i told gary we were talking earlier and it was stupid shit like it wasn't necessarily like i think i had one speeding in there or something but it was stupid stuff like blue headlights headlight covers tent too dark exhaust too loud
3: too low to the ground all that bullshit you know i think from the time i was i think 20 to 24 i probably had on my record if you look it up there's like over 30 tickets (laughs) (laughs) And i think three of them are for speeding but you know when you speed you're usually pretty smart you know where the cops hang out you know where the speed traps are but Like you, Chris, it's like the stereo being too loud or the blue headlights or the red license plate lights. Over here, we have, um, if you modify the vehicle, they actually just did away with this for a few years and put it on hold, but it's called a reconstruction permit. So recon's always been like a pain in the ass for the guys who, you know, want to modify their car, lower it and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so I don't know how many recon tickets I've had in my life, but it's been a lot so Ooh, wow you gotta we have an annual safety inspection and before it'd be like you know you just gotta know where to go and they'll kind of help you out with it and that kind of thing but it got real strict it used to be all handwritten paper safety inspections and then they went to an ipad form and they had to take pictures of the car wow. yeah they, they they got smart with it it just our state takes a long time to change things because we have no money here i'm right. spend it on but
1: and joe i was asking you about that one night on instagram i'm like hey what's the deal with that tag that
3: you got to hang off the back of your car yeah so that's that that's the inspection uh right
2: that's
3: it's so it's annual so we got to do it annually uh new cars is like starting out they get two years because they they figure nothing's really gonna be wrong with them for two years but the recon they just for january 2022 they suspended it for i believe two or three years so it's it's kind of funny because you know We have so many lifted trucks here like everybody wants a lifted truck and the tires got to stick out like two feet and (laughs) (laughs) there's no fender flares and rock chips are a problem for people that drive cars like us but um you know everybody has their thing right yeah and there's uh, no squatted trucks there are there? I have not seen squatted trucks thank God. yet so That's hopefully they' lineup down in the it? middle of the ocean before they get here if they're gonna ship them over but <laughs> nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's really doing that the Toyota game is is very strong in Hawaii it's like a mm. it's like a you know one of the probably biggest groups in Hawaii is all the guys that do their Toyota lifts and all that stuff so mm-hmm. all the overlands and everything it's gotten real big uh it's always been um I've owned a few Toyota trucks myself, nothing outrageous, but Toyota here is like gold. So that's the biggest running joke is uh, a guy selling his Toyota truck. It's kind of like the Fox body joke. You know, the guy's got his clapped out Fox body and he wants 10 grand for it. And same thing with the Toyota trucks. If (laughs) they're hand-built especially, it's 10 grand minimum. So (laughs) you're not buying those usually.
0: So do you have a Toyota truck to trade your neighbor for the 93 Cobra? Maybe that'll entice I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, is
1: the older Toyota stuff, like vintage Toyota stuff big too? Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, guys really? they they go fucking ape shit for that stuff too. Yeah, so Toyota
0: they, dudes are like uh like that's brand loyal. Like very just, much. And and especially those old ones, because like man, Japan they just, yeah. they would just rust out to nothing. Like they'd run, like drivetrain
3: bulletproof. However, the bodies, they, they'd be gone. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. One of the shops I used to run, one of the guys, he was like a district manager for one of the parts places that we used to buy from and he'd bring his his truck in. It's like a 2004 Tacoma SR5. And every year I'd be doing the rear axle seals. And I'm like, because he all he does with that, it had like minimal miles, like 15,000 miles on it. And this was like, Probably back in 2008 or something like that barely drove the truck but all he'd do is tow his boat and so he'd back it in the water and the rear axle steels and the brakes all that would just get all jacked up but he, he brought it in the first time like hey your frame is like bad you know this looks horrible i could see through it <laughs> it's like and uh every year he'd bring it in i'd be like there's almost nothing left. I said, you know, <laughs> so he took it to the dealer for some kind of recall. might've been when the airbag thing happened and uh, they condemned his truck. <laughs> they said, we can't let you leave with it. It's going to fold in half. But uh, well, I mean, that's kind of uncommon, but. No, you know, it's like Fox body had... frame rails now. Yeah. They did have a frame exactly. recall. Fra- yeah. Uh, like well, a big frame recall. Yeah. They've had a lot of recalls actually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: well because um i've got a buddy here locally that uh manufactures aluminum bodies for like old land cruisers and stuff tell him make a fox body yeah yeah well (laughs) the the thing he's actually just gotten into doing like defenders and stuff and uh the big thing is well aluminum doesn't like to bend especially if it's any sort of you know substantial gauge hmm. so they try to stick to the more like boxy type platforms to recreate so they've done some jeep stuff uh land cruiser and now they're getting into the defenders but um I mean, yeah i'm hearing
3: I mean, i'm hearing fox body in there somewhere I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine and- if somebody if somebody remade the fox body the body itself and then but it already had instead of a, a unibody they already incorporated like frame rails on it like actual frame and then they just sold it like those unicorn cars right and you just kind of bolt all of your aftermarket stuff whatever you want on top well
1: we got into this joe and I, both chris and i fucked it up but you know what <laughs> on
3: there oh i remember i did listen to that podcast and yeah. you guys missed the roadster shop they actually that's had the one frame. yes because yeah. uh, when you went you know it's funny i was listening to it and i was like it was in my ear. I was working at my warehouse. I was like, "The road's are shot." Yeah. And then nobody said. I was like, "Damn it!" No. <laughs> like, there's not nothing, <laughs> nothing worse than listening to two
1: dudes stumble, right? You're like, "Fuck," and you just want to tell them. I know. Well, there's, no, uh, there's no there's no call in line, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> call her <around> on my <laughs> one. So, Tom, there with the beautiful uh, gunmetal gray war admiral car, there, yes. there too, right? He reached out to me, like the next morning and he's you know on the east coast so i got this message at like 3 a.m he's like guy it's a roaster shop like pull your head out of your ass i'm like fuck i know i I couldn't think of it at the time right (laughs) but yeah it's kind of well and we before you came on we were talking about your little uh uh lx hatch tub situation you're rocking there Mm. um like it's it's that on steroids right like you're literally
3: cutting the floor out of a fox to put this roaster shop frame in Yeah, you know, I thought about it. I thought about biting a bullet and picking a car and doing it. Um it's a little bit pricey to get into, but I mean, if you're gonna keep the car forever, fuck. I mean yeah. Sometimes you just gotta close your eyes and hit, you know, buy now. now? (laughs) (laughs) That roadster shop, like
1: if anyone listening's not following them, you should because like they these guys are it's as if they're existing, not even on our planet. Like yeah, they're building some cool shit,
3: fucking magical. Yeah. Oh, uh, everything. No matter what the brand or what it is, uh, everything that they design something for is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like uh, I'm I'm deep in this screen puff project with the Detroit Speed, and yeah, we need been... an update, buddy. You got to give us an update on that. <clears throat> so I put the fuel tank in yesterday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> back and,
3: you know, it's when you add a bunch of things to the car it's always going to have little hiccups and you kind of got to work around and stuff like that. And like when I fed, when I set up the fuel system, it's got the, uh, the stealth aeromotive, a 1000 kit. Um, so it's got the O304 tank with the baffles and the pump and all that stuff. But, uh, where I set up the filter actually is going to work with the track bar, which is their version of the Panhard bar that, that we all know from other brands. Right. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to have to notch, I think, just for safety for the fuel lines, unless I want to completely redesign how the fuel system goes in. But I already did have to notch for the main caps for the diff cover on the other side of it. I mean, just a small notch, just so when it goes up and down, everything clears. But it's looking pretty good. The, the whole point is I want to put it back on the ground, get the computer back in it, and drive it under its own power. And I'm currently trying to schedule so I have my warehouse for my business I've been there eight years and I haven't been able to work on cars there it's like a stipulation because they've had bad experiences in the past with automotive and it kind of sucks for guys that try to keep it clean and try to keep it organized and but anyway I understand it is what it is their their place not mine Um, but I finally got permission to put lifts in there and I can work on my own stuff I'm fucking mm. stoked. So
2: no, I, have,
3: I have offices in there with a big mezzanine. It's probably like uh, 300 square feet of office space. I'm yanking it all out. I don't, I don't use it. I don't need it. The lifts are going to be going in that spot. I'm going to try to put two lifts in there. So what I want to do is get screen puff back on the ground, adjust all the suspension, get it all you know, the way I want it as far as the rear, the rear side goes. I won't put the interior or do anything like that back in there yet because I want to take everything back out that I've already just want to get it, make sure everything fits properly. And then I'll take it all back off and I'll clean up the frame and I'll PR 15 and everything. I'm going to take off the undercoating and get kind of serious on a lift because it'd be much easier to do it there than on the ground in my garage, which fucking sucks. But especially when you're on the far side of 40, (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so have you used uh PR15 quite a bit um it yeah, I would say a reasonable amount not like I don't put on everything but it's uh it's it's available here easily and it's nice just as a you know put it down as a precaution
0: yeah no I was um when I did the Dutch number 5 car and and that's kind of the I guess a rabbit hole that you can get into when you start doing some research on products and there was so many mixed reviews about PR 15 going direct to metal versus, you know, what it's fundamentally made for in terms of sticking, penetrating into rust. And yeah, I actually, I went for a, a product, a Canadian version of PR 15. That was called Dom 16, something like that. And it's kind of a similar thing. It had kind of better, or when I spoke to them, they were more confident about direct to metal applications. And at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to prep. And I think people just putting POR 15 onto just bare metal and not scuffing it down and roughing up the surface. But Mm -hmm. I actually did a blend, right? So I I did the product on some rusty areas. And then um, I ended up actually using John Deere industrial satin black paint on top of everything else, just as a a final coat. It actually, it worked out
3: really well. Nice. You have to send me that, like what it was that you used. I would rather, you know, I I like to look into it. I'm not, I don't know everything and I don't claim to, but um, somebody else has already done it and had good results. Uh, That's something I'm listening to, but.
0: Yeah, I I was just, I I was so paranoid because, you know, some Mm -hmm. people were saying that, you know, they painted a, a frame in POR 15 and it would come off in sheets like literally just kind of it's almost like when you paint chrome if you don't like really get that chrome prepped out it it just doesn't want to stick and I guess yeah yeah yeah, those those types of products just wanted something to bite into so I can send you the details on on what I used but yeah yeah, it's the direct to metal stuff is tricky
3: it is yeah I think um for the most part, I, I, my frame and the exposed metal, you know, it's it's going to be scuffed. Uh, I don't want anything like super, like show smooth or anything like that. So I think that I've always had good results with uh, the metal being scuffed. And I haven't had issues with it in the past, but uh, you never know. There could be a smooth part that you don't see. And then all of a sudden, that's the part where it starts to flake off.
0: yeah. You know, I, no, but I hear you. You're gonna love having the left man because oh that's that's dirty work.
3: I'm so I'm spoiled from the shops and then you know <laughs> going back where I gotta shuffle a car home and all my parts I got delivered to the warehouse. So I gotta make sure I have everything I need at home to start the job. And then you know, just the way shit always goes, you're covered in whatever. You gotta get up, go clean up, drive to the warehouse, which is 15 minutes away. <laughs> just like damn it yeah <laughs> thought i had it nope Just like uh just like last week
1: <laughs> <laughs> yo know, we were talking about this earlier i said uh i mean i've never known you to really chat much about the whole snap-on truck and stuff and anyway i said to chris i'm like this guy's got her made like he's got every fucking tool under the sun
3: at a disposal at all times right well uh, you know it, it's funny like there's a there's a few things with that like well the last shop I ran I probably bought every tool I'll ever need anyway before I got into the snap-on business (laughs) so if I would have waited five years I probably could have had it you know at at cost but (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's good it's the thing like you make the investment in 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 yourself when you're buying these tools right
2: and uh out.
3: yeah i'm, I'm out let see it by all my capability goes with me too so um, uh, yeah but we yeah, wanted so. to
0: make sure that you had in fact snap on tools because i was trying i was creeping i'm like i wonder if he has any tools like tool chests in the background I'm like oh shit maybe maybe he just sells it he doesn't
3: use it no it, i sell it because i use it how about (laughs) honestly I like the true heart-to-heart thing like I would not do this like what I do for a living if it wasn't Snap-on if it was one of the other brands I wouldn't do it because I understand the processes and who actually makes the tools and who doesn't and who is rebadging and you know what's nobody makes 100% in America but Snap-on makes about 80% in America which is fucking fine by me so in this day and age right so but it's good stuff yeah uh
1: well and buddy, we're a little late in the game for this, but I'm selfishly dying to know, like, you know, you've alluded to running a couple shops and now getting into the snap on gig. Chris and I did a podcast on, you know, our, it sounds like we're writing around the the same age realm anyway. Um, Like give us a little spiel. How did you get into the whole snap on thing that it just seemed like less stress than all the other bullshit or how did you get into that?
3: Yeah. You know, I'd say I've, Okay, so like just going back, I've always tried to not do automotive repair because <laughs> I had I had older friends, and you could tell like the the passion dies when you got to do it for a living. Right. And uh, so I was, you know, having older friends see an example. Like, fuck, I don't want to do that. I love my cars. I love working on them. I love these projects and everything. So I did probably everything else under the sun um, before like 2008 2009 okay. um when you know we had a shitty economy and all this other stuff and actually i was going to start my own shop and it was like i had an investor he had a business and you know he was he was going to put the money in he believed in me that much he's like no man you just go and I'm. but then his business was doing so well that his tax person said hey you know you're probably going to end up paying some taxes this year. <laughs> and he told <laughs> me that kind of thing and the economist kind of crap. And I said, you know what? I don't want to ruin this friendship by him doing that. And, and I just, you know, it's like, I didn't feel good. I was like, you know what? I think I'll just go work for somebody. And uh, so that's what I did. And uh, who knows what could have been if I would have taken that investment money and ran with it and, and, and tried or if it would have made it or not. But um, was it going to be? A bit of a resto shop or what were you what were your plans this, this was going to be mainly a performance uh it was gonna be Ford performance uh, there was there's kind of a void uh one of the main guys who used to do performance here moved to arizona and he's very well known very well respected um uh, very clean work and i mean just one of the gurus that's been around for a long time and he just got tired of us not having a racetrack and that's in his blood and he went and started racing in Arizona, you know, like sold his mm-hmm. business here to those other guys that own all those mustons we talked about before. Okay. And, um, they, they sold, he even, he owned the the warehouse unit that they operate out of and sold everything, went over there, started racing, living his life, you know, kudos to him. But wow. um, so I was like, shit, I'm freaking, I'm down to fill this void. We had wow. a car club that I helped, you know, get started back in 06. And it was very strong, especially at that time. <clears throat> and I was like, if anybody's going to support me, will be these people that already trust me and we'll just build on that. And, you know, seemed very uh, logical to be able to do it. And, uh, I was already working on everybody's car anyway at the time, just as, you know, you know, for fun and to help and to teach. And I was like, well, I think now's the time, you know, and let's, let's do it. And then the economy tanked and I was like, fuck, I don't know about this. And my friend is going to have to pay taxes. And I'm like, well, even this, this might be all these things telling you this might not be the right thing to do. You know, it might be way too risky. So I ended up going for, you know, a, somebody offered me a job and I went and took it and ended up supposed to be hired as a service manager and ended up th- through the two interviews I had, they hired me as the the manager for the shop and kind of went in there and made it my own and did very well. And I mean, just for numbers sake, they were doing about 90 grand a month before I got there. And I think I averaged like 135 net uh, nice. a month, you know, for five yeah. years there, but it wasn't going anywhere. And I was killing myself. And the guy that would come every Friday with a snap-on truck, you know, he, he treated me well and he was a good snap-on guy to me. And, um, he, he asked me a few times, Hey, what are you gonna be doing in five years? <laughs> you know, like what, you know he's he's looking for a way out because Snap-on doesn't really have a retirement plan, right? So that's kind of where that came from. And there was another route open, and another guy that had worked for me that I brought through my system. And I used to run two shops for that company. <clears throat> I put him in the second smaller shop and kind of ran that from afar with him as my eyes and ears, and brought him through there, gave him that shop, and then promoted. We got him promoted to the bigger shop. and We're kind of in the big leagues now, and he wasn't really happy because uh, he wasn't making money because his shop where it's at kind of relies on uh, big military um, and when they got deployed, you didn't have that military customer base so his numbers tank you know it's like fuck he was making good money for a couple months right there and then boom, gone, gone. Yeah. so it, it it's some businesses are like that, right and um, ended up where my snap on guy saw him Friday before he saw me and he said, hey, there's another route open. What do you guys think of, you know, if we can get Joe to get in on this, you know, maybe we can do this whole thing with two trucks and three people because one truck can't support two people, he would say, but three or two trucks could support three people. Economies of scale, he would say. And I was like, okay. I mean, that makes sense. And I was like, fuck it. You know what? Let's do this. Yeah, And uh, just took a chance and uh, worked as a partnership uh, for a f- three and a half years. I mean, there's there's a lot of things I had to let go because it wasn't it wasn't great, it wasn't positive. But I knew eventually it would be mine, kind of thing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't regret it. It just it was hard to get through. We had planned on two years or so, about two years, and sell it out and. Yeah, I could talk to you more about it off the, off the yeah. air, but uh, there's things there that's just like, and I try not to get too upset about it anymore because I know where I'm at now and I'm happy. Right. Uh, but you kind you kind of gotta you know crawl through the shit before you can, you know. Yeah. Get to the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. brothers, <laughs> no no just, just trust the process, right? So yeah, it all works <laughs> out. It works out. But that's how I got to be you know a snap-on dealer I I do you know try to keep all my financials separate so my car stuff I wheel and deal I still do the 20 year old stuff I used to do with I gotta buy this and flip that and you know it it kind of supports itself as as does the snap-on side so yeah well
1: that's cool buddy um I've always been curious Joe like and if you don't or can't share this I mean don't but uh no harm done or whatever um like do you guys as the guy with the truck and all the tools and stuff like do you essentially buy and own all that stuff and then it's up to you to sell it or how does that whole program work
3: (laughs) yeah uh snap on they'll sell you anything which is good and bad so you gotta be careful with how you purchase right so okay um But yeah, it's, uh, there's nothing consigned. You buy everything, including down to the flyer that you're handing out or that little free screwdriver that's not really free.
2: You no know, shit. <laughs> so
3: all that is just, you know, you, it's your own business. You're an LLC, but it's a franchise. So you got to stay in the lines that Snap-on gives you to work with. But, right. <clears throat> you know, if you follow the program, you'll be fine. It's just, it's really good if you can find like one of the guys who've been around for a while and kind of just really if they're willing to just like anything else that somebody else has more experience right right uh, just have them be a tutor for you kind of like the, the thing for me is I had three and a half years of I think once I got my CDL uh, I, I rode with you know my snap-on guy who I was in business with for two and a half months And once I got my CDL, he never came on the truck again, you know, so he just wanted (laughs) to get off the route. Like he was, he's an older guy. He went into it, I think in his fifties and that was going to be like his thing to do before he was done and make a bunch of money and that kind of thing. But I mean, he had money to put into it. So a little bit different. I got, I got into it with a loan and all that kind of stuff. And of course I would probably change things. uh, If I would probably do things a little bit different going back, but I mean, here I am now, but yeah, you, you buy all that inventory. It's fucking insane. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and my inventory number is very high. So well, you can tell cool. when, when, when somebody comes on that's typically not on your route, but they got a broken screwdriver and they're working on a mobile job over there by the shop that you're servicing. They walk on, and they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, you should come see my warehouse. It's like, my guy has nothing. I was like, well, you know, I probably buy too much stuff. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> so, so yeah.
1: Assume so you own all the inventory. You would, I would assume, own the truck too. Uh,
3: well, okay, so when you first get in, you do an equipment lease, just like if you were a construction company and needed bobcats or caterpillars, okay, you would run a lease on equipment, but there'd be a buyout at the end, right? So, my that's one thing it was good is a couple of years of my truck was equity purchased, uh, or equity paid when I was a partner. so... I did pay my truck off recently. So that's a big expense I don't have right now. Cool. So, fuck yeah. Right. So <laughs>
1: I guess, yeah, somebody's got to fucking snap Phillips and obviously lifetime warranty, whatever the whole snap on deal. They come on, well, you give them the screwdriver, but it's up to you to do the two hours of bullshit on the back end to like, Get it fucking. Have you been
3: a Snap-on dealer before, Gary? What the fuck?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just have a feeling, like I don't know, call it a sixth sense as to how all
2: this. Well,
3: shit you, works. you're you're an aware guy. You understand there's more to it than yeah, you know, just being that simple. You know, to the customer, you know, <clears throat> you just hand them a screwdriver or you fix it if it's a ratchet or whatever. But yeah, uh, that shit piles up, and you're floating anywhere from who knows, a couple grand to ten grand in warranty um at a time and that's your money and you don't get it back until snap-on processes the warranty that you have to box up and but they do pay for shipping isn't that nice, nice? <laughs> that's right funny. that's right. Yeah. so yeah um i mean there's there's but see that's the thing too so depending on how busy you get typically like for me i try to keep my warranty like weekly you right because at least i'm not sitting on a bunch of money being out and i can't i can't afford to buy a fucking fox body parts if I got a whole thousand <laughs> of dollars sitting under my seat in warranty, right? So broken screwdrivers. Yeah, turn that shit over. That could be freaking yeah. uh, new interior, whatever. Like,
1: <laughs> right? But yeah, the paperwork can bog you down, all the back end bullshit. I guess, like,
3: like anything. But I could yes, see like that I being outrageous. Yeah, I, I mean, you get used to it. Pretty much, most of that back end stuff goes in autopilot. I have help. You know, my wife does the books, and we have a really good accountant and it's uh it pays just to keep it legit you know i don't know I, there's a lot of people when they do business they think they want to take everything in cash and right it's, it's like dude i'm telling you right now it's way too much work to try to screw the system or try to get something you know just fucking do it the right way you know you it's do that by uh, design you know they make it hard to fuck the system just so you know (laughs) well you know who got a better defense than you know irs or whoever right so yeah they're gonna win every time so just you know just play the game do it right and you don't have to worry about somebody coming and trying to seize all your mustangs totally (laughs)
2: yeah
1: well buddy and yeah i don't want to beat a dead horse harder than i have to but i i think that's good information for people to know because like i mean I've seen that snap on van driving by me. Sometimes I'm like, son of a bitch, I got to track this guy down. Right. But I didn't know any of this.
3: I always just kind of assumed. um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not an easy life, especially if you got loans, you probably can't afford an assistant like me. I mean, I do well, but um, you're talking to assistants going to want to get paid, you know,
2: you're
3: Uh probably talking in this day and age, at least, at least 52 grand. So at least a thousand bucks a week for an assistant. You probably got to pay him more to be honest and not steal shit or just fling shit out the door for cash mm-hmm. deals so
0: see and, and you and youtube doesn't
3: pay very well either Because why you see so,
0: me or gary you know otherwise we'd have people uh was, assisting people, us
3: people ask me how come i don't have a youtube all the time and i'm like well fucking go ask go ask the infamous project how much he <laughs> makes on youtube and then get back to me <laughs> <I
2: don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I don't know if i can justify the time spent i mean i want to don't get me wrong i just want to shoot the shit or talk shit or put some stuff up but it's like if i'm gonna do it i want to do it 100 percent i'm just like i don't know if i have the time
0: so. yeah it's it's the consistency part is is definitely challenging And you know i i ask myself on a weekly basis i don't know about gary uh you know is it worth it and you know i'm pretty I went aggressive last year when I said I do two videos a week and I know Gearhead's been doing two a week. Well, he just dropped down recently, but, um, you know, it's for, if you're not in it from the business side, like it would be a hard thing to come into. And it's sort of like going back to your story in terms of, you know, if you had to take in the investor's money and just gone with it, what would have happened. Like I feel sort of the same way because you know, I, I got into this before, you know, live streaming and, and YouTube was really building up. And you got into it before Wi-Fi existed, buddy. Let's go. I honest. know. <laughs> exactly. So it's just uh oh. yeah, it's one of those things. But you know, from a business perspective, you know, the marketing um abilities and everything else is amazing. You know, like I yeah. threw that little pitch in my last video about Wanting a uh, light crystal blue notch. I was just telling Gary earlier today, I, I kid you not, you know, that video came out yesterday. And by I think 11 p.m. last night, I had an OG 45,000 original mile light crystal blue notch here in Texas message to me. Like, Jeez. I might be persuaded to sell this car. The thing, like, it just looks phenomenal.
3: And I'm like, fuck.
0: He knows I, I want to
3: one, so he's gonna ask too much. Texas, Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, t- Texas is great. I, I tell everyone to come to Texas. Um, well, actually, you know, sometimes I tell them it, it's not a good place. Some people we don't want here, you know? Yeah, we just say we have big bugs and tons of guns and stuff. Yeah, you don't Lots want f- snakes. You don't like snakes? Yeah, right? snakes, yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> bad too. You know, so mm. oh.
2: that's
1: funny. I've got a buddy that makes a uh, a, like a proper living off of youtube and um nothing to do with fox bodies it's actually uh radio controlled cars
2: hmm.
1: and uh he like again very like high subscriber high volume of comments all this stuff and every once in a while he'll post like a little youtube post or whatever because you know somebody's gotten under his skin and they're like bitching about something that he's done he's like hey, everyone that wants to bitch, listen up. I do this for free and you watch this for free, right? Yeah. It's your views that pay my way. But like, let's not forget, no one gave me money up front to produce this content. So if you don't like it, fuck off. You know, like, <laughs> tell me how you're really <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like no one has waved a check in anyone's yeah. face going like, here you go, buddy. You know, like you're going to be able to feed your family. And then some off this, you just, you do it in the hopes that maybe one day all of this stuff will somehow pull together and line up. But um, to Chris's point, I mean, it's, it's super cool. We talked about it actually earlier on this pod. Like it's, it's really, really humbling to have that connection with people, which I'm quite honestly doing it for that and that alone I think yeah. it's neat yeah. if you can share, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm the first one to put my hand up and tell everyone that, but well, if I'm there's just a
3: dumb truck driver, so. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but you know, if there's something that we talked about the younger generation earlier, like if there's something you can pass along, I mean, whatever, like if this is the, the best that I can do at accomplishing some sort of legend in my lifetime that people go, Hey man, yeah, this guy helped me out do, doing something yeah i'm totally cool with that you know yeah but it is a huge commitment at the fucking time that especially when a guy starts like we're all hard on ourselves right so it's yeah. like oh you know i really should do a better job at x or y or whatever you can
3: run yourself ragged
2: trying oh, yeah. to make yeah. things better
3: i i ran into that a little bit with instagram and i kind of like got mad at myself like you fucking idiot like this is just instagram but you know it's like ah oh. so i kind of took a small break and i don't you know of course i'm nobody so didn't go on you know it went unnoticed really and then (laughs) you just kind of get back into it just gave myself a few days not doing anything but um. buddy i gotta hand it to you on that note like you i
1: i guess everyone it's so funny right because we all have our own kind of internal opinion of what people are thinking about at the time they post something or whatever but like joe your shit is fucking top shelf I think if no one, dude, I'm not kidding. Like if no one is talking to you about your channel or how they can, I don't know what you even do on it, if they can monetize it or something to that effect, but like your meme game is out of control, dude. I was telling Chris earlier, I'm like, I fucking look forward to going to bed at night. I like won't look at your shit all day. And then at night, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read these 89 talk <laughs> memes. I
3: fucking cry, buddy. Like, uh, classic. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, fuck, man. That shit is, it has affected my growth significantly in a negative way. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thought I'd be at 15,000 followers like six months ago. But
2: <laughs>
3: dude, <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten tagged a few times now. Uh, and every time they do, I swear, like, before where I would get, like, you know, on a really good traction hit post, I would get probably 60,000 people that hadn't seen or hadn't non-followers would see something. Yeah. I'll get, like, 39. So.
2: <laughs> really?
3: <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. But, you know, and I didn't know what was happening either. So, like, February last year, I posted I think it was a Kermit the Frog post where he said something like, you're driving around your 45,000 SUV like an asshole cutting in out of traffic. I'm driving around the $800 shitbox, I'll kill us both. And so... <laughs> and that <laughs> the radar. And it's Kermit the fucking Frog, right? So like, you know, and he's got the, you know... And um, anyway, that's what started it. And I, I didn't really notice really? at first. Um, but... There was something else. It's one of those like repurposed, uh, kind of like adult film <laughs> you know, clips where like they, you know, they just caption it different, right? So we, I captioned it different, and they they claimed it as nudity, but there's nothing really nude about it. But anyway, it's like somebody got offended by it, and they clicked report, and it was like, what the fuck? So I kind of was being a good boy, just a bunch of car memes and stuff for a little while there, and I was like, eh, you know, I saw it kind of like regaining traction again, and then. I posted one um, at the beginning of this month and it fucking dinged me hard again. I
2: was like, what yeah.
3: the fuck? <laughs> so, I forgot which one that one was, but um, it just sucks because the I didn't know. But then in your account, you can go to status. And, and um, in account status, yeah, it has like, like whatever, you, if you've done anything bad. And I'm like, oh. what is the?" So mm-hmm. this last one, they kind of like, throw in the warning of uh i'm looking at it right now but (laughs) it was like oh where is it yeah it was like you know if you continue to do whatever this shit is like you might get your you know might have access to your account i was like well fuck you i I might have to go to youtube but (laughs) well that's crazy i was joking around with chris the
1: other day i'm like um I don't, oh, I think it was, okay, so when you crack that sort of 10,000 follower mark on Instagram, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you don't see like, well, you you get notifications with individual followers, but it doesn't show up on like the amount of followers you have. It's like 10 point whatever, right? Right. And so I I must have just had like where I was at follower wise in the back of my head and then I opened up Instagram. I looked, I'm like, fuck, that doesn't seem right. Like it seems something's off. Like it's lower than it used to be. So mm-hmm. I went into the back end of it and looked at uh, the insights or whatever that thing is that tab. Yeah. And I snapshot it, or screenshot or whatever. sent it over to Chris. I'm like, dude, I think we're pissing people off on the uh, podcast here. Cause I'm losing followers <laughs> like a motherfucker. And, uh, but you know, it shows you that weird graph and I'm like, I don't know like are people doing the whole follow one follow thing
3: to like there's a lot of fucking bots on there right and so it's that and you know i think a little bit over a year ago they changed their community guidelines um and also what like how their algorithm works and you know they want to claim like they're a zero algorithm but that's bullshit like they they're an algorithm based just like every other social media and um So the hashtags, they don't want to put a lot of weight in hashtags anymore or tags and stuff like that. But you still get quite a few interactions if you do. So okay. they're trying to get, I think what they're trying to do is, who knows, I'm not a tech guy. I'm not, you know, yeah. it's almost like they're trying to limit what gets uploaded to their servers so they can put higher quality content as far as the the pictures or video as, a, you know, instead of hmm. having all this like little scribble underneath it, you know, the right. hashtags and stuff like that so
0: you know I'm what's sure. funny is i was actually trying to look you up today and i couldn't remember your username well i don't um, have it tinder
3: pull. i mean no, I, yeah.
0: so but like if i try and i do 89 underscore scream like mm-hmm. you think that would be enough to pull i'm shadow bad your, you are like yeah, i have to buddy. get i have to get you i have to do 89 underscore scream puff before i finally made
2: it yeah, yeah. before
0: <laughs> it will show you versus yeah. like for gary i can type just nine and fucking he right is the, he's the second one in my list
3: so gary i hope you really love those memes because it's for you
0: buddy fucking <laughs> nights guy dude like i say i'm i'm
1: i'm kind of fanboy gushing here a bit but i'm like I, when I think of something real funny, I'm like, I can't fucking wait for Joe to see this. Like, this is gonna be beauty. So, no, dude, because I just, I got a sense for your uh, sense of humor and just watching all your stories. I'm like, I, I'm probably the one that's boosting the damn things because, well, I don't read very quick. So I'm like, pausing on the <laughs> fucking stories. <laughs> because they're so gold dude i don't know how many screenshots of those goddamn stories of
3: years that i have saved in my phone like they're i send them all to my buddies i reuse that's, awesome. them. that's what it's for see that's the whole reason why i do it is because one like not everybody's gonna have that that same sense of humor but if i think it's funny i enjoy it i archive it if you notice like in my on my profile all those little things there right like, there's so many people out there that fucking having a shitty day or freaking you know been through some shit or whatever you, you know he's like you know maybe you've seen something funny and you know it's like oh it's on this page you go back there and find it and even if it takes you an hour to find it you're gonna fucking laugh your ass off all the way till you find it you know so you might not, not even find it you know but it's just i like to share laughs i i i'm lighthearted. have always been that way you know and it's uh as serious as life can get we go to social media and it's like a little bit of an escape for me you know, with all the stressors I have, but it's like uh, I love my cars. They're, none of them are fucking show quality. None of them are the fastest car. Um, it's you guys. You guys make a trip out here. I'll show you everything that's wrong. We'll probably take a day to show what's wrong with one of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it's it's just a way to share laughs and you know keep yeah. spirits up. But the uh, the crazy thing is, there's once you get to a certain amount of exposure i feel like no matter what it is there's always going to be a certain amount of percentage of negative people who just won't fucking laugh you know they just won't laugh they're fucking miserable people
1: you know that's what i'm saying
3: yeah you know it's i feel like jesus they just must have ulcers and all kinds of shit just to fucking (laughs) to laugh man turns into turns it to gas after i heard so you know buddy let it out
0: i got they two need to words. get laid
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that and i got two words for them, and they're not merry christmas
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh.
2: Oh.
3: Maybe. maybe they don't own a fox body but they're watching all these guys with fox buys and they get even more mad like fuck, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah missed out on too many deals or something right <laughs> well, just pull the um, fucking trigger buddy it's true <laughs> Hey,
1: I got a funny story for you about a meme. So um, <laughs> I quite literally, I can't take full credit for this because I saw it somewhere else and kind of recreated it, okay? So uh, I'll maybe, I'll share this with you guys if you hadn't seen it or whatever, but, and I can't remember, if I used to consider myself a diehard WWF fan. So I can't, oh, I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head who the goddamn guy was. But anyway, he's standing in the ring, with both the dukes up he's got a proper 90s mullet and uh the th- the caption i wrote above it is when you're nine beers deep and somebody says the fox body mustang wasn't the best mustang ever made oh yeah mm-hmm. So
2: <laughs> like this is looking
1: like, at right now i guarantee you yeah <laughs> so i stole this thing from like a i don't know eight lug mafia or some like lifted pickup thing i saw it and i'm like fuck is this gold right the the mustang community is going to love it so blasted it out maybe a year and a half ago well i'll be fucked if my mom who she's your standard like 67 year old facebook cruising mom right she's follows some goddamn mustang page because she's crazy like i am about these cars she screenshots it and sends it to me and goes this is the best thing i've ever seen i'm like your son made that i fucking (laughs) built that
3: bastard right there when they come full circle it was awesome so it was deadly yeah that's fucking great yeah your mom is awesome
1: (laughs) oh listen she's i haven't been hawaii she's been hawaii joe i'm gonna go to hawaii i'll bring my mom with me we'll drink beer in your shop both the two of us she'll probably drink both of us under the table she's a deadly gal (laughs)
3: that's funny oh. that's an open invitation but you created it but i'll accept it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're coming regardless
2: <laughs> that's good stuff
3: well maybe that's a good spot to tie her all up eh? yeah yeah if you guys ever make it out here you're more than welcome just hit me up we'll schedule something we'll get together
0: we'll yeah, make that yeah, happen I, man I, i'm taking i'm taking you up on that 100 because sounds good yeah well we could all use a break and a little bit of aloha I have a badass floral shirt that I'm just dying to wear. Oh shit! Fl- <laughs> it's a little bit more Miami though. Know, it's got pink flamingos on it, but yeah, that's all right. I'm gonna wear it anyways. It'll it'll, well, it'll get some attention. So,
1: <laughs> not to whatever bring this whole thing back again, but okay, Joe, is there a name for like a shit for brains like Chris that shows up with a floral shirt like Mex- in Mexico? You you're a gringo gringo
3: yeah so yeah. so hawaii has uh oh man yeah hawaii <laughs> has the word it's it's called haole and but it's it means foreigner but it's kind of taken on that over the how many years you know it's been used uh sometimes derogatory depends on what word comes in front of it right okay. uh, <laughs> but uh, it's 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 okay i mean the main thing is you know you just respect the culture and that kind of thing right so Yeah, Yeah. yep. right But it's it's a it's a wonderful place. It's a great place to raise a family. It's like uh, I I wouldn't want to raise my kids anywhere else. You know, a little bit of aloha goes a long way. So um, awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna show up with a case of beer and one of them flower fucking necklaces. That's what I'm showing up with. Mm. Fucking (laughs) anybody. And you know what? As far as holidays are concerned, like I know we all need more of them and and i always say i don't need one but you know you get like three days into unwinding somewhere and you go like holy shit i didn't even realize i i needed this as bad as i (laughs) do but if i could go to hawaii and combine unwinding with drinking beer in your shop and checking out fox bodies fuck buddy i'm in like a (laughs) dirty shirt
3: (laughs) you're more than welcome yeah nice
0: sounds like a plan well, awesome, Joe. I really appreciate you making the time. Yeah. And yeah, us all coming together on these different time zones. I'm glad yeah. Gary called it because, yeah, it's late over here. Thank God I'm not on Eastern time right now.
3: <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's awesome. <clears throat> I like what you guys are doing. I think it's great for the community. Uh, and everybody else that's doing these podcasts, I think it's fucking awesome because how many times do you have that? connection with somebody on Instagram or whatever, and you kind of just wonder a little bit more. And this could just allows them kind of see the behind the scenes kind of thing. So, uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's fucking awesome.
2: I appreciate that, man.
3: That's exactly why
1: we're doing it, man. We, we, when we first talked about doing this, we're like, you know what, like we put ourselves out there in these kind of how to formats, but like, I think it'd be kind of cool to just unwind over a beer and, yeah. uh, just talk shit.
3: You know what I mean? Like shoot the shit. And you know, just you kind of get to be yourself. And sometimes I know you guys are curating something on YouTube or whatever, but this, it, it does show a lot of like who's putting it together and it's a lot of work. So I know myself and probably I'll speak for a lot of other people in the Fox body and Mustang community. It's like, you know, we appreciate it. Give us a little more content and uh, just keep doing it. Don't stop. I know it's a lot of work, but. You know, but don't feel like you have to, but just, you know, keep it yeah. that, that passion. Sorry, when, when we need a break, we're just going to
2: come out to Hawaii. There you go.
3: feature yeah. over there. So You fun. guys can even sleep in the warehouse if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I want to sleep in Taylor Swift. Oh, shit. Hey, I <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yeah. What are you talking about? That? <laughs> don't tell uh, my wife. Oh, okay. I won't. I won't. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, right, guys. I, know- I,
1: I appreciate it. No, thanks, brother. We appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, thanks for doing this with us. Anytime. All right. right. Thanks,
2: Joe. Thank you. Bye.